0: Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Leading Through Uncertainty podcast. I'm Jude Jennison, founder of Leaders by Nature and host of this podcast, and I'm the author of the book Leading Through Uncertainty. In this series, I'll be delving into each of the chapters of the book and exploring what's the context of uncertainty, what are some of the challenges we face, and what are the habits and leadership behaviours that we need to adopt in order to navigate uncertainty more easily. In this final week of series two, I'm reading chapter 14 from the book Leading Through Uncertainty and it's called Leading from the Heart and Soul and it starts as usual with a quote Leading with passion and purpose brings people alive and the chapter begins as usual with a story and this time this is the story of when Callie arrived When Callie arrived in December 2011, I sensibly put her in a full livery yard so that someone else could look after her and I could learn from them. With my lack of horse knowledge, I needed all the support I could get and I thought this would ease the pressure for me. It didn't. The livery yard handled their horses very differently, using coercion and control. I learned a lot about how I didn't want to be in relationship with Callie. To be clear, these were kind people who loved their horses, but in the same way that people in business use force and control to get people to do things, they expected their horses to follow the rules too. I had different ideas and different values. I wanted to lead Callie in a way that enabled her to keep her majestic spirit and to live and work with free will. I want the same for people in my team too. The relationship I wanted to have with Callie was one of partnership, respect, trust, love and connection. I refused to resort to force or dominance, but I was unskilled in knowing another way with horses. That's what uncertainty often brings, a need for trial and error, fail, recover and begin again. In the first few days, Callie ran rings around me, sometimes literally. She was often on her toes, spinning round in front of me, snorting in fear. She spooked at everything. I mirrored her fear, terrified she might trample me or knock me over. I had no idea how to look after a horse and I was finding my way, working it out as I went along. I ignored the books and the contradictory horsemanship advice and followed my intuition. I drew on every ounce of my corporate leadership experience to understand Callie's needs and develop a relationship. I knew that every time Callie took the lead, it was because she didn't have confidence in my leadership, so I had to keep stepping up. I listened and paid attention to her feedback and tried a different approach. The yard staff became increasingly irritated with me for not following their coercive instructions. They said she was naughty and needed to be slapped. I saw her fear and wanted to help her find her confidence instead. I knew that my leadership and my own confidence in uncertainty would be the breakthrough that we both needed. The control they used with their horses, they also tried to use with their clients like me. While other clients did as they were told and slapped their horses, I refused to. My stress levels began to rise. I so badly wanted to fit in, but I was clearly very different, not least because I didn't ride. I wanted to learn from their experience, but I knew that when I followed my instincts and really listened to Callie, we understood what our way was. We were co-sensing and co-shaping our future. True relationship, true partnership, true co-creation. I was unskilled in knowing how to create that with a horse in those early days. Every night I went home in tears and told my husband I couldn't do it anymore. He sat and listened without judgement. When I asked whether I should give it up or continue, he always responded that he knew I would find my way and make my own decisions. I stayed. I stayed when I was face down in mud with concussion. I stayed when Callie electrocuted us both and reared up, re-triggering my trauma around horses. I stayed when we looked each other in the eye in a moment of pure connection as we collapsed on our knees when the farrier beat her for not standing still. I stayed even though I sobbed uncontrollably for two hours afterwards. I stayed through one drama after another, many of them documented in my previous book, Leadership Beyond Measure. Because sometimes leading from the heart and soul requires us to stay and because I was leading in service of my clients who were gaining breakthroughs from working with us. Every morning I got up and tried again. Over the first six months, I was in and out of overwhelm. I had no idea how to look after a horse and no idea how to run a business either. And here I was trying to learn both in parallel. I became exhausted and overwhelmed by the responsibility. I had gone beyond the realm of uncertainty to unskilled and unsafe. Something had to change. I sought help from Callie's previous owner and asked her to take Callie back temporarily. She provided support for the next six weeks while I rebuilt my confidence and found a new place for Callie to live, a place we could both relax and find our way together without being told what to do and without needing to use force of any kind. I created a framework of support so that I could continue. I'm still here, leading and learning, while I have more skill, my own land, and the most incredibly relaxed and happy herd. The uncertainty continues. On a daily basis, uncertainty rears its head and I find a way to move forward. Embodying Uncertainty Uncertainty requires us to step into the unknown. We may think we know where we're going, but we don't always know how to get there. Along the way, things pop up that we cannot foresee and that we cannot fathom. Somehow, we recover and carry on, including those new experiences and the associated learning in our path. I recently called out a vet to treat a horse while working with a client team. Imagine my horror as I stood talking to clients and saw out of the corner of my eye that blood was pouring out of my horse's foot and running down the yard. Despite it looking like a scene from a horror movie, I somehow stayed focused on giving the clients an outstanding learning experience, Trusting the vet and trusting my yard manager who was holding the horse at the time. The horse's foot thankfully recovered and the clients had a great day. There is no manual or how-to guide to deal with the unknown. We lead our way through it, sometimes with ease, sometimes with discomfort. The path of uncertainty is an emotionally challenging one. I hope this book has given a better understanding of why that is and what that means for you as a leader as well as how you can support your team and organisation. We cannot pretend that the emotions don't exist. We experience fear and polarisation, stress and overwhelm in varying degrees when we lead through uncertainty. We are all resilient to a point and resilience differs for everyone. We cannot continue to put ourselves under inordinate pressure without realising that it has a long-term impact on individuals, organisations and society. We are humans having a human experience, not computers processing information. Technology can support us, hinder us or ruin us. I may work outdoors in a field with horses, but my business would not exist without technology. And my daily life depends on it too. I hope we learn to use it wisely, instead of allowing it to dominate us. It's down to each and every one of us to make powerful choices moment by moment on both a micro and a macro level. This book has been challenging to write because it describes embodied leadership and it invites you to find your new way, which is going to be different from mine. We can't just plan ahead and expect everything to fall into place and for people to do what we want, when we want, how we want. We're not machines. We can't turn emotional responses like fear and stress on and off just by knowing about them. We have to process them, work with them and learn to lessen the grip they have on us, knowing that they will always be a part of leading through uncertainty. That is a work in process, a lifetime of learning and a continual cycle of increasing self-awareness. We live in extraordinary times. We have the ability to develop ourselves in unimaginable ways, to evolve the human species through conscious leadership, being mindful of what we do and the impact we have in every moment. The skills needed to influence others and create human connection are not easy to develop. We need to embody them and find ways to develop ourselves in a safe environment with continuous feedback and space for reflection based on scientific evidence. It's a privilege for me to witness clients experience this when working with my herd of five horses who give so freely to enable transformational learning. The horses invite us to change our worldview, to amend our habits and behaviours, to influence the future and create work that is life-enhancing in a world that we want to leave behind for future generations. That's a big ask from a development experience, yet it's what I offer to my clients. It's six years since Callie came into my life. In those six years, I've taken on six horses, helped them recover from previous ailments, both physical and emotional, and rehabilitated one of them to go to a new home as he was not safe to work with clients and had recovered sufficiently to be ridden again. I've experienced highs and lows and learned so much. In addition to all the learning with horses, I set up a business with a business partner and closed it down again when it was no longer working. Sometimes you need the courage to do what feels right. I've set out on my own again, building a solid team around me, safe in the knowledge and wisdom that I know what I'm doing and I have the ability to lead confidently and securely through uncertainty. Except when I don't. See, I have my limits too. I do know that in the brief moments when I falter, I'm building the resilience to come back stronger. I stay when it's uncomfortable. I always give my best and reflect on the learning, enabling me to continually grow as a leader. That's all you can ask of anyone. Uncertainty is uncomfortable. It's an opportunity to learn as a leader, to develop new skills, to find new ways of working and to achieve extraordinary things. It can derail us and cause confusion. Whenever we're not in flow, we have the choice to recover to that state to dig deeper in our leadership, to find new ways of doing things, to fail, recover and try again. How do you continually modify your behaviour to meet an ever-changing, fast-paced environment? Leading through uncertainty requires a new mindset. Although emotional and social intelligence increasingly have been recognised as essential components of leadership, they've largely been engaged from the intellect. We need to shift from the analysis of emotions to empathic understanding and emotional engagement. A new way of leading from the heart and soul is called for as we embrace the next evolution of leadership with courage and compassion in abundance. Leaders who have a sense of purpose and passion for their work feel alive and are engaging and inspiring to others. They feel compelled to go above and beyond what is expected of them. Recognizing the emotional fallout of uncertainty, finding new ways of leading from the heart and soul. Final thoughts. As I stand in the field after a workshop with clients, the horses graze calmly beside me. There is incredible peace around me and within me. Each one of the horses has taught me so much and will continue to do so. They give freely and willingly. Sometimes being gentle with me when I'm vulnerable and afraid. Sometimes headbutting me into next week when I'm dithering and uncertain. That doesn't happen too often. Callie in particular expects me to lead from the front. If I don't lead my business and the herd from the front, nobody else will. It's my role and one I step up to with passion, joy and enthusiasm. Most of the time. Sometimes it feels lonely at the top. I know many CEOs experience that too. I have plenty of mentors who offer advice and guidance, but ultimately it's my responsibility to lead my business, the herd and my clients. They all expect it of me. The horses are soft yet powerful. They know their purpose is intertwined with mine. To lead others to find their inner peace so that we all have the skills to live and work in harmony with others. I watch and learn. I notice when they set boundaries and articulate their needs with clarity. I watch Callie stand solidly in self-assured presence, blending power and gentleness, clarity with compassion. She has a massive range of leadership skills and is an incredible role model of a female leader who loses none of her femininity while standing strongly with a powerful presence. People often tell me how happy my horses are. The horses move a lot, play a lot and seem utterly content with their life. I want to lead a team who have a zest for life, joy for their work and a desire to make a difference. The horses certainly do all of that. Every horse who has arrived has come with emotional or physical challenges. Over time, I see them relax into the herd, start to bring more and more of their personality and individuality. They become more challenging to lead once they realise they have full expression of their opinion. I'm willing to be challenged, willing to step up as a leader, knowing that they benefit greatly from having full expression of themselves, as people do too. Uncertainty requires the flexibility and willingness to keep trying, keep learning, keep making a difference. It matters. Your leadership matters. We live in extraordinary times where everything seems in flux. One of my clients, the CEO of a large corporation, once said, I've learned to lead from my spirit, and I can't tell you how powerful that is. There was a brief moment when her executive team stood spellbound. It was as if the world had stopped and everyone held their breath. Then it began again, changed forever. This is true leadership from the heart and soul. This is what I wish for everyone to experience and this is what I wish for the world. I know we can do great things when we lead from our heart and soul with courage and compassion, with a desire to leave a legacy that matters in the world. I know that matters to you, to me and to everyone. And the book ends with a short piece of prose. In the heart of Warwickshire, in the middle of the English countryside, there is a field, a place of uncertainty, a place where you step through the gate into the unknown, unsure whether your leadership stacks up the way you thought it did. There you discover that despite the uncertainty, you are safe, you are held and you are powerful. The horses and I will meet you there. Join us. The world needs you. And that concludes series two of the podcast, where in the last 14 weeks, I've been reading one chapter every week from my book, Leading Through Uncertainty. I hope you've enjoyed the book. I hope you've been inspired by some of the stories of clients and the horses. Series three of the podcast starts very soon. And in series three, I will be reverting back to interviewing executives and leaders from a variety of businesses and sectors. So come back very soon and listen to what some of the stories of the people I've interviewed. There are some amazing stories to to share and I can't wait to share them with you. Bye for now.